I'm 29 years old now. In three to four months, I will turn 30. I, obviously, I've been reflecting on how my 20s have been. 30 is a big milestone. When you zoom out and you think about it, there should be no reason why this one day of our lives when we turn 30 should be such a momentous occasion. But we live in a world, we live in a society where it has been made a big deal. And obviously for positives and negatives, you can celebrate the fact that you're turning 30 or it can bring in a flood of feelings and emotions and self-criticism and self-analysis to see, have I achieved everything that I thought I would achieve by the time I'm 30? Or have I achieved everything that is deemed normal or good enough by society to have achieved by the age of 30? I want you to ask yourself now, what do you think it means I have wasted most of my 20s? Like in your mind, what kind of image comes up? What's your definition of I wasted most of my 20s? Perhaps what comes to mind is that you haven't ticked enough of the society tick boxes that we are told we should have achieved by that age. Maybe it's a certain income. Maybe it's to own a property. Maybe it's to drive a particular car. Maybe it's to have a certain amount of money in the bank account. Maybe it's to have X number of friends or X number of babies or X number of dogs or to have reached a certain promotion at work. My definition is none of those things. If I actually look on paper at what I have accomplished and achieved and ticked off the societal list of dreams and goals by the time you're 30, actually I've done a pretty good job. Sure, there are things that I thought I would have done by this time in my life that I have not done, but there's also lots of things that I've done that I didn't even dream that I could have done by the time I'm 30. I didn't think I would be married by the time I'm 30. I, I didn't think I'd have over 100,000 subscribers on YouTube. I didn't even think about being a YouTuber. That wasn't even part of my plan. My definition of how I wasted most of my 20s was because mentally, I spent the majority of my 20s in a mentality of feeling behind, of feeling like I was behind and needing to chase things and do better because I wasn't good enough. And I don't know where this stems from because my parents never told me that I'm not good enough. So I'm very grateful that they, you know, supported me in that way. Perhaps it was self-inflicted. Perhaps it was you know, me striving to be an overachiever to a point where any success story that I heard of, you know, when you hear of, oh, they became a millionaire by the time they were 22. <laughs> I hit 18, I went to university, I graduated. All of a sudden, boom, you're thrown into adulthood. And all of a sudden, there isn't really anyone to give you a set roadmap. There's no one really to tell you or 
to help break down your life goals into little baby steps and tell you that you're doing a good job. And all of a sudden, a lot of that is something that you do for yourself. I think I, I was extremely harsh on myself and there I was feeling like I was thrust into adulthood and feeling like therefore I needed to feel like I had it all sorted out. I needed to, you know, I'm an adult now, so I need to know how to do everything. I need to be brilliant at everything. Grown-ups are grown-ups and grown-ups have, you know, the ability and the independence and the skill set to do everything. Whereas now when I look back at me in my early 20s, I just feel so much love and compassion for her because it's like, well, you were just, you know, a couple of years older than being a child. And it takes time to develop skills, especially life skills. I can look back now and be actually really proud of skills that I've ended up learning over time how to manage my money, how to communicate, how to organize and time block my time, although that's still something that I'm working on, how to cook, how to keep a clean house and have systems and rules in place that are the ways that we like to run our household, how to take care of my health and fitness. Like there's so many things that are skills that I now have nearing the age of 30 that I did not have in my early 20s and obviously to me now I can see that I didn't I wasn't supposed to have it all figured out as soon as I became an adult the whole point of life and adulthood and particularly that 20 to 30s decade is about figuring so much of it out trying stuff out, failing, making mistakes, not feeling like a full-on adult yet, not having everything in your life sorted out yet, not even knowing maybe what you want to do with your life yet. I want to really normalise all of those feelings in your 20s and let you know that it's okay to feel that way, it's normal to feel that way and it's necessary to feel that way in order for you to learn and grow and develop these skills that you want to develop. So here I am as an almost 30 year old and there's probably some people in their 30s or 40s or 50s or 60s or 70s or 80s or 90s or 100s watching this video who maybe are going to be telling me, you know what, like it's the same, it keeps going. And so, okay, so you hit 30. Here I am again, putting another pressure point on myself like I did when I graduated, thinking, I'm 30 now, I've got to have it all figured out. 30 means you're a real grown-up, Lucy. Whereas actually it doesn't. Once again, I enter a new cluster of years of my life where there's things that I've got figured out and there's going to be a ton of new experiences that I feel an absolute beginner at. Like motherhood, for example. Oh my gosh, that's going to be a whole chapter of having no idea what on earth I'm doing. And... I'm starting to realise that that's absolutely okay. Clearly, life is about growth. However, how we look at how we're doing in life affects how we feel about life and where we're at. And therefore, 
either means that we're feeling good about ourselves and happy where we are right now, or it means we're not feeling good about where we are and feeling unhappy with where we are right now. Life is going to be a whole never-ending series of stuff we figured out and new stuff that we haven't figured out. Stuff that's working and stuff that's not working. A goal that we're proud of ourselves that we've reached and a to-do list that will never, ever, ever end. And so all we really have is a choice of whether we feel good about ourselves and we're and kind to ourselves and happy, enjoying exactly where we are right now, right now, right now, right now, right now, or we can feel crappy about where we are right now. We can feel like we're not good enough. We could constantly be looking at where we haven't reached yet, what we are not good enough at yet, what we haven't achieved compared to them. The grass is always greener on the other side. And it's, and what is it, the expression? Comparison is the thief of joy. So reflecting on my 20s and going back to the title of where I said I wasted most of my 20s, what my message actually is, is not that I wasted it like I didn't achieve enough. I wasted a lot of it by not feeling good enough and happy where I am at 23, at 24, at 25, because during a lot of those years, amazing things happened, like travel, or um, relationship, or just the mundane, everyday living, going around and seeing my parents on a Sunday, having a giggle with some friends, going for a walk in the park, discovering a new country. All of those experiences, big or small, are what life is made up of. And I spent too much of my 20s not being fully present and appreciating those moments, big and small, because I was so concerned about how I'm not there yet. while you're striving to achieve all the things that you may want to achieve in your life, do it kindly to yourself. Do it while giving yourself the time to get there. Being gentle with yourself, being patient with yourself. Patience is definitely something that I could have had more of with myself, with my goals and with my growth. And any time where I was feeling like I'm not good enough, like I'm not where I should be, like I'm not there yet, like I'm frustrated and feeling stuck and pushing myself and trying to force things to happen faster, just know that none of those feelings helped me to achieve any of the things that I have achieved in my life up until this point. The things that have blossomed and grown and experience of experiences I have that I can feel truly proud of, things that I have ticked off my list by the age of 29, are all things that happened out of excitement, joy and passion, out of not putting pressure, not over criticizing or analyzing myself, not over comparing myself where I am compared to where somebody else is. Those are all the areas of my life that have blossomed and grown. I think I was under a false impression that I had to be cracking the whip over myself 
in order to achieve things, almost as if I didn't trust myself that I would feel motivated enough to actually move forward in my life if I wasn't cracking that whip on myself. So that's a false narrative. Your natural state of being is expansion. Sometimes you're going to feel more inspired to do things than others. If you need to reflect, rest and slow down, that can be the best thing sometimes for your growth and elevation. Obviously, don't turn into a lazy bum if you have goals that you want to achieve. But I think that I'm probably speaking to more people who are hard on themselves in their minds and impatient about wanting to grow compared to people who just really have no aspirations in life at all. I'm guessing here that you do probably have some goals that you want to achieve or have some boxes in life that you want to tick off. And it's all about a choice of how we feel about ourselves and how we treat ourselves in the process of achieving anything. When I achieved 100K, it felt amazing, 100,000 subscribers. I know this sounds ungrateful, but now that that's not fresh news to me, my own brain is starting to feel like a failure that I haven't achieved 200K yet. 200k was never even a goal of mine in the first place. 100k wasn't even a goal of mine in the first place. I was like, it would be cool to do this YouTube thing. But it's fascinating how as soon as you tick one thing off, my brain has automatically started to go, that can't be good enough just to rest there. There's got to be more. There's got to be another. Now, of course, there can be another. I can have fun along the way and strive for the next milestone. What I'm practicing is not feeling like a failure and being hard on myself because I haven't reached another step in my future yet. That's what the future's for, darling. <laughs> I recently watched the Disney movie called Soul and I got a huge message from that movie. Let me know if you've seen that movie too and if you enjoy it. I'm gonna share the message I learned from the movie. So if you don't want to hear anything about it and you don't want any spoilers because you wanna go watch it yourself, then maybe skip past this part of the video. But I'm not really gonna be ruining it for anybody if I share this. So here's the message I got from Sol. There's a main character. He's a jazz musician. His passion for music dominates his life. It's what makes him happy. And he set himself a big life goal to be a successful jazz musician. But as it turned out, he's a sort of middle-aged character, it seems like. And things in life haven't gone the way he planned them to. And he's teaching music in a school. And you can tell he feels unfulfilled because a lot of these children really don't have the same passion for music as he does. And he's trying to teach these kids who just don't really care. So this is a spoiler, pretty early on in the movie, he gets his big break. He gets an opportunity to play at this jazz club with this jazz legend. He's so happy that he gets the gig, that he walks home totally just in his own world. And he ends up falling down an open manhole and dying. Then next thing you know, all of a sudden he's on a conveyor belt going to the great beyond, to the celestial afterlife. And he's totally shocked and upset and angry because he's like, what? 
the day that I get my big break is the day that I die. No way. I've got to go back. My life is just starting, he says. So he tries to jump off the conveyor belt. Things happen. I'm not going to tell you the whole plot line of the story. Fast forward, he manages to get back down to earth. However, he's in the body of a cat and a baby fresh new soul is in his body. You'll have to watch the movie to find out why on earth that happens. But the point is that all of a sudden, this fresh new baby soul, this other person, is looking at this man's life through this man's eyeballs. It's like this other person has been dropped into our universe, dropped into this man's life with a fresh perspective. This soul sees the things and appreciates the things that the musician totally took for granted. The way that the breeze blows through the leaves in the trees. The taste of pizza <laughs> was like a mind-blowing experience for this baby soul. The way that the breeze from the subway vent flapped his clothes, like this baby soul was loving and adoring and feeling so fulfilled and satisfied by all of these quote-unquote small moments. The jazz musician felt like he wasn't living his purpose and he thought that his life purpose was to become this big jazz musician. This baby soul is still doesn't know what their purpose is, is still looking for their purpose and says to the jazz musician, maybe my purpose could be walking or gazing at the sky. I'm really good at those things. I love doing that. The jazz musician says, no, silly, that can't be your purpose. That's just regular old living. Then what ends up happening is that we as the audience completely have a perspective change. And this moment in the movie makes you realize that actually that regular old living is what life is really about. This new baby soul was getting so much more joy and satisfaction and fulfillment from life than the jazz musician who hadn't appreciated all of those tiny moments in his life, who hadn't appreciated sitting at the piano with his dad or spending time with his mum or having a great time with his friends because he was so busy being consumed by this goal that he still hadn't achieved, leaving him feeling dissatisfied and unfulfilled. So then they end up going back to <laughs> the celestial realm and, and the celestial realm confirms that, you know, he says, playing jazz and being the greatest jazz musician, that's not your life purpose. That's not your spark. That's not what life is about. That's such a basic way of looking at life. Sure, it's one part of life, but life is for living. The moral of the story is that that regular old living, that precious moment that you'll never get back with your loved ones, 
if today happens to be a sunny day, guess what? This day is never going to come back again. If today is bucketing down with rain, wow. Today will never happen again. And the rain that falls today will never fall again. You'll never wake up today again. So appreciate every moment. Appreciate every moment of your 20s, of your 30s, of your 50s, of your 70s, of your 100s. That's my only reflection upon how I wasted my 20s. And do I regret it? No, because once again, I've learned another lesson, just like I will continue to learn throughout my life. The whole point of us being souls here on earth, living a temporary experience, is to gain skills, learn lessons and learn from our experiences. So I feel like the decade of my 20s and now me reflecting on it, me being able to look back with deep compassion for who I was and all the things I didn't have figured out at that point, which is fine. <laughs> me being able to look back with deep gratitude for all the amazing experiences that happened, which maybe I didn't appreciate so much in the moment. And me being able to appreciate and never feeling happier about where I am right now because I've found a new way to look at life and a new way of experiencing and appreciating every tiny moment that exists right now, right now, and right now. So I have no regrets and I'm grateful for the lessons I learned in my 20s.